0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors' 117-105 to loss to the Miami Heat uh, in the third and final game of preseason. And, um, yeah, look, I don't want to be too negative. <laughs> it's a preseason game. I'm going to completely acknowledge that. I'm going to call myself silly for um, reading too much into a preseason game. Uh, you know, this was... Uh, Kyle came back to the team. He played. You know, um, it's still preseason. I'm looking around the league. Um, You know, Brooklyn just beat Boston by uh, 24 points. And um, yeah, Denver is apparently up 32 in the third quarter. Wow, that's just halftime just ended. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's preseason. All right. I get that. And I apologize. (laughs) for overreacting, but when I do see a bad performance, I think it is reasonable to point out a bad performance, and this was a bad performance by the Raptors, Um, not good, not good, losing my 12 doesn't really speak to how they played, they played worse than that, Um, yeah, the Raptors, okay, so some context, Uh, first, the Heat, missing four starters, or not four starters, four rotation players, Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, Quite important guy. We saw him do some work in the in, in the finals. If you uh, watched last season, quite a good player. Always kills the Raptors. Did not play. Um, then you're looking at Kendrick Nunn, Myers, Leonard, um, Avery Bradley. Uh, you know, none of those guys are great players. I would say probably all bench level players. But still, guys would be in the rotation. So that's four rotation guys. Obviously, Jimmy Butler being a big, pretty big piece not playing. Uh, and the Raptors, they actually had their full complement of players because Kyle was actually playing today and played, you know, quite well, especially with his scoring, um, but yeah, it just wasn't that great of a performance in the sense that, you know, it wasn't like the results were that horrible, like when the Raptors' main rotation guys were in against, um, the Heat, they were in the game, uh, they weren't like losing by a lot or anything like that, um, you know, I, the fourth quarter introduced some um, blowout, you know, uh, potential there because the Raptors, like, third unit couldn't score for, like, six minutes straight, and it was pretty nasty. Uh, but they did turn it around, and Watanabe come, came coming in and really helped with that. Um, but it, it just, it was a disappointing performance from the sense that, like, it just wasn't very crisp. It wasn't very disciplined. Um, and... You know, I think defensively there were things to work on, and offensively there were things to work on. I think offensively is probably a bigger concern, considering the fact that I'm pretty confident in this team's ability to defend. Uh, it's still fundamentally a team uh, filled with very strong defenders uh, at many positions, and um, you know, I, I think you know they'll be fine. I think it, they don't have the continuity as they did last year, uh, and. You know, uh, the talent level does drop off a little bit, especially at center. And the center is a pretty important position defensively. Uh, But at the same time, I'm pretty confident what they can do defensively. They were not that great defensively today. But I I think some of those things are more uh, focus-based issues. I think the bigger concern is offensively. Offensively, the Raptors have had this one common theme throughout the three games and preseason so far. And that theme is they cannot get to the rim in a half-court setting. Now, that was a bit of a concern last season as well, but they had different ways to get to the rim. Um, you know, they had Marcus Gasol at the top of the floor, pulling the center out, keeping the pain uh, a little bit decluttered. Guys can drive to the rim a little bit. Those passing lanes, or those driving lanes aren't quite there with Baines right now. Um, they're running a lot of pick and roll with Baines as a screener, but Baines keeps rolling to the basket and pulling defenders with him. And the paint is absolutely clogged. Um, That has not really allowed the Raptors to get too much out of it in any of the three preseason games. Um, You know, I think the big difference there, Gasol literally spent like 70% of his time on offense just at the top of the floor on offense. And that always kept the center close to him. Uh, And Baines has not done that. It's been a big change in style. It's cluttered the paint. I think Baines should be out of the three-point line, shooting more threes. Um, Or just after screening... Um, pop to the three-point line. I know Baines is a really good screener in the sense that he could seal his man, and theoretically that's supposed to create a driving lane. So far, I think the chemistry has not been there with Baines, so I don't think that the Raptors are finding those specific gaps that Baines is able to do with his blockouts. At the same time, blocking out is only going to get you success so many times, and popping out to three is one surefire way to create either an open three or, uh, you know, you're pulling your big out of the way, which is what you're trying to accomplish with the the block anyway. But that's that's one thing. But I think the other thing is just, like, guys are not getting to the basket. And the one worrying stat you take out of this game, the Raptors took 59 three-pointers, okay? 59 threes, they took 92 shots overall. That is two-thirds of their shots were threes. And I get it. The Miami Heat, with the way they play, take away the paint, they pack the paint, multiple bodies in the paint, it doesn't matter who's playing, take away the paint, almost like a zone constantly, you're going to have to shoot threes. And we've seen the Raptors have games against the Heat where they have to shoot a ton of threes. Sometimes they go in. Sometimes they don't. And the Raptors didn't shoot a terrible percentage from three. They made 21 of 59, which is, you know, 35.6%. It's not too far below what the Raptors would normally shoot percentage-wise. But 59 threes is an unhealthy number. Uh, It's just not healthy. And I think part of that is also indicative of the fact that the Raptors just couldn't get to the basket. I have not seen the Raptors get to the basket much in uh, the three preseason games. Um, You know, I think, again, the loss of Serge is big in in terms of that because Serge was a guy you can literally just run a pick and roll. You know, defense comes over. Surge is in, you know, in good position. You throw him to him. He's, he's a reliable finisher, um, and you know he's a guy who can give you uh, a lot of paint baskets. Not necessarily like you're going to feature him, uh, but as a guy who can, um, you know, I mean, he was definitely a contributor offensively. Uh, and I think the other issue is just, you know, I think the Baines spacing thing is something that they can work out again. That's more chemistry. They can work that out, hopefully. Um, I I really don't see a reason why they couldn't. Uh, And then the other thing is just, I don't really see um, guys beating their assignments, going to the basket. Uh, You know, the Heat are generally pretty good defensively. They're well-coached. Eric Spostra, I mean, you know, Asian excellence, one of the greatest coaches in the game. Arguably the best coach in the game. He's going to have his guys drilled. Uh, And defensively, they were quite drilled. But at the same time, it didn't feel like anyone was able to beat their assignment. Fred wasn't really able to beat their assignment. He beat them once when the Raptors ran a set play to end the first half. Nice little two-man game with Pascal on one side of the floor while the Raptors had three shooters standing like side-by-side-by-side by side by side on the op- opposite wing, um, and they got Fred and Ann won that way. But Fred wasn't able to really get to the basket much. Kyle wasn't able to get to the basket much. Pascal wasn't able to get to the basket much. The biggest concern there is Pascal. Um, I think Fred and Kyle are going to have their physical limitations, but generally speaking, those guys are going to get to the rim more often than not. They know how to get there, um, you know, and despite their size, once they get down there, that's going to collapse the defense, create openings elsewhere. I'm fine with that. Those guys are going to be able to get to the rim. Pascal not being able to get to the rim is a bigger concern because you need Pascal to get to the rim. You absolutely need Pascal to get to the rim. And I know we we're, like, really hard on Pascal. Don't even think he had a bad game tonight. I, I mean, I don't. He's played fine. Uh, but he's, he's played fine, like, the three preseason games. has not really had a game where he's really going to the basket a ton. And, you know, that's two factors. I think, on one hand, you look at, okay, defensively, teams are stacking the paint against Pascal, stacking it. Absolutely. Like, this guy's getting guarded by Bam on the ball, and then another defender's in the paint. Other guys are swiping at him. Alright. Forcing a shot against two defenders is not a good sign. And if he misses those, we're gonna be we're gonna be on Pascal's ass anyway. And he's actually throwing some pretty good passes. Like I thought today, for example, one possession where he was he's, he's, um double came to him in the post, and he threw a cross-court pass uh to pick out the opposite corner shooter. That's great. That's great vision. And got three assists today. I have no issues with it. I thought his playmaking was fine. But Um, yeah, defenses are really packing the paint. I mean, the thought that Charlotte was doing this, Miami was definitely doing this. Miami obviously being a way better team than Charlotte, they're going to be able to execute it at a higher level. The other issue is, I just, I don't see Pascal beating his man going into the paint anymore. And again, maybe that's just preseason, whatever, but, I mean, what we saw at the start of last season, and the season before that, obviously the, the finals run, at the title run, everything like that, Pascal being able to beat his man, whether it's the spin move in the post. Whether it's the quickness off the dribble to like, you know, get a step on his man, use his length, accelerate, get to the rim, beat his man there. The touch around the basket was, was great, either hand, you know, odd angles, through contact, finishing. Great. Um he's not beating his man right now, which I don't know if that's all preseason. Um I, I just don't know why he's not really beating his assignment that much, I I mean, you could say the defense has the right idea, it's fine I think they do, but, you know, when you're a star player, you need to, like, you know, beat that defense Uh, and that has not happened, you look at today right, zero free throw attempts it's not good, That's not good only one made two um, two point shot, and that was in transition where he did a little Euro step and finished, great, great basket, right that's in transition, I expect Pascal to finish like, I don't know, 90% in transition or maybe that's too high. eighty percent in transition, um, but in the half court setting, did he get to the rim? No, he had one shot where I think it was like a maybe he like a secondary attempt after he missed the first shot. I think an open three. Someone collected the offensive rebound. Got to Pascal. Pascal had a little short floater, floater, which he you know should make. He he, he short ironed it. Okay, it's fine. Whatever people miss shots, but not able to get to the rim in the half court setting. That, it will be a problem if if that happens all year it just will be you you cannot have he i mean pascal needs to be your main uh per, like paint score and he can be that we've seen him do that it had not happened so far in preseason again it's just preseason man i'm not look i'm not stressing preseason like that i really am not i'm just saying if this trend continues that's bad overall the raptors again shot 59 threes on 92 attempts overall that's ridiculous. I, I, no one's trying to see the Tampa Bay Rockets, okay? And the draft, quite frankly, the Raptors don't have the talent to play like the Tampa Bay Rockets. And the Rockets didn't really do much with that, you know, 63's a game, uh, you know, BS that they did last year. I, You know, they didn't go anywhere. Um, and then I think defensively, defensively, you know, a couple of things. One, you're always going to look a little bit bad against the Heat defensively because they move the ball so well. The, uh, I don't think any other team in the league... Um, shifts the, the the pivot of the offense as much as Miami does because they'll be running pick and roll. Then they'll toss it into the post. Then they'll cut off that post. Then they'll reverse the ball. They'll swing the ball. They'll cut. They do everything right as a team offensively. Well, that's part of why they went to the finals last year. They're really, really good at doing all that stuff. Uh, they're a really smart team. Uh, they really take advantage of every area of the floor. They use their size to their advantage, and they use their shooting to their advantage. And they don't have great slashers necessarily outside of Dragic, and I guess when Butler's healthy, but uh, they're able to leverage that as well. They, they they marry their offense together quite well. Again, Eric Spolster, one of the greatest coaches in the game. Um, but, you know, when you look at the Raptors today, some real defensive lapses. Um, you know, I think guys are getting back cut a lot. Um. Not happening against the Heat, but the guys are getting back cut. Guys are coming in, committing silly fouls. You know, French fouling a guy on a three. Uh, You know, Matt Thomas, you know, coming into the game, fouling uh, Drogic on a three. Uh, You know, Norm and and, and Matt Thomas miscommunicating. Two guys go with the cutter, someone's wide open for three. Guys helping a little bit too much, leaving the corner three-shooter open. And the the Heat were just lights out from three today. 19 of 37. Having said that, Good looks. Absolutely good looks that they were getting. Now, it wasn't Duncan Robinson hitting those threes. Duncan was 2 of 3 You'll live with three three-point attempts with Duncan Robinson. You'll live with four three-point attempts with Tyler Hero. And, you know, that's fine. Uh, but, yeah, the, the the guys that were really killing them, you know, KZ, Okpala and Max Struss. Um, to be honest, I've heard of Okpala. I, I, if you are on Heat Twitter or if you know a Heat fan who have told you about Okpala, he's our secret weapon um he looked good i could see why they have hype on him he, he looks good he looked quite quite complete um especially as a secondary scorer you know has good athleticism you know tall shoots the ball decently uh he was six of ten and then the stress guy i literally have never heard of this man in my life but uh all of a sudden he comes in six of eight i don't even know if he's guaranteed to make the team he should make the team if he doesn't make the team Masai, please make a call bring this guy into the raptors um but yeah, Miami did you know hit their threes. But defensively, I think the Raptors can be more solid. I think you know um, the Raptors have the defensive talent just to be a lot more solid. I think uh, the chemistry issues with Baines are going to take a little bit of time to iron out. But at the same time, he's clearly a good defender. And the starting five is full of good defenders. I'm not worried about the starting five defensively. The bench, I am a little bit more worried about defensively. You know, and it worries me when you see. You know what worries me is is two things. Um, one, when you just get beat physically, like, and what I mean by that is Aaron Baines trying to guard against Bam Adebayo one on one. If if Bam's going to take him off the dribble and shoot a pull up jumper, Baines isn't getting nowhere near that. Baines, Adebayo getting that open shot. All right, even if Baines tries his absolute best, he's not going to touch Adebayo on that. That happened like two or three times. Whatever. That's, that's a mismatch. I mean, is an all-star, man. He, he's all-NBA, really. Uh, that's going to happen, even for a good defender like Baines. Uh, or, you know, in terms of beating, getting beat physically, it's like Chris Boucher getting out-muscled by Precious Achua multiple times. You know, a rookie. But, I mean, the rookie came in with 13 and 15. And Chris Boucher had one rebound. 15 rebounds for the rookie, one rebound for Chris Boucher. The physicality... Mismatch was there even against the rookie this is twenty eight year old versus a rookie you' getting one rebound against fifteen rebounds uh and, and you know you know um getting bodied on uh an alley hoop um uh, getting caught out of position things like that i honestly i, I did not think boucher was that terrible today I really don't I think he was actually defensively one of the better players off the bench but you know norm out of position defensively quite a bit uh has not looked great in preseason I know he got to the free throw line eight times. Cool was a bad player tonight, and was a bad player in all three of these games. Terrence Davis, bad decision-making, just bad. Four turnovers, as, as a guy who doesn't even handle the ball that much, is outrageous. Um, and defensively, really, really bad. Uh, makes it up as he goes. Uh, Matt Thomas, generally speaking, a more solid defender in terms of his discipline, came in tonight. Again, as I mentioned, immediately miscomputing with Powell, leading an open three, then fouled. Dragic on a three, gets yanked a little bit, doesn't really play much. Bad game, right? And I think the, the the IQ off the bench was just lower. I think the IQ of the Raptors overall dropped. I think whenever you lose Marc Gasol, you're going to lose some IQ. Uh, Surge, I know people used to make fun of him, myself included, because he had some pretty boneheaded moments. Pretty smart player in general, okay? It's just the IQ of the team is a little lower. Is a little lower. And I'm not sure if that necessarily is just, like, chemistry at this moment. Because I think sometimes what you would necessarily mistake for basketball brilliance is just guys working together really well as a team, helping for each other. You're always going to look really good. And you're going to look really smart. And then when you don't have that familiarity, maybe you look a little dumber. Um, That's okay. But uh, I'm not totally sure about that yet. In terms of um, guys making the right play consistently, I think the Raptors have it in them to do it. I still think they're a pretty high IQ club in general. But there's a bit of a downgrade. And I think every marginal little downgrade can lead to some uh, bigger issues. Defensively, today, the Raptors are just not good. They're just, I mean, they weren't terrible. I think the Heat definitely made a lot of their threes. I mean, if you were going to drop a game plan, you would limit Robinson and Hero's threes to seven combined. And you would give Okpala ten. And Apologist made six of those, which is, you know, whatever, right? Uh, or Stress, for example. This guy's making 30-footers. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, I, I didn't even know who he was, so I have no idea what this guy pro was going to be for him. Um, that's okay. But, I mean, you know, the defensively, there were some issues. Uh, you would expect the Raptors to be locked in more defensively, and I think they can be. Uh, In terms of the positives from this game, and there are positives. I know I'm, like, rambling and being negative about this. It's okay. It's Again, it's a preseason game. It doesn't matter. It's actually good that they struggle because you have more things to work on in practice. Um, You know, but the the positive from this game, Kyle comes back. He uh, plays 27 minutes out of, you know, I mean, he only sat like five minutes in the first half. Kyle was playing a lot. He was playing with the starters. He was playing with the bench, doing a lot. And Kyle, honestly, playing quite well. 25 points in 27 minutes for Kyle. The three looked good. 6 of 10. Had legs, clearly. He's uh, stayed in shape, as Nick Nurse has uh, promised. Honestly, I'm not worried about Kyle Lowry's shape, ever. Um, you know, it, it used to be a conversation. It has, ever since 2015, it's not ever been a conversation that has any merit. Uh, got to the free throw line, you know, was was Kyle Lowry. I don't even know what else to really say about it. I mean, it was just Kyle. Yeah. Um, you know, tried to take a charge at half court, uh, yelled at the officials from like start to finish, uh, you know, got some uh, calls to go his way. He's one of the best uh, NBA referee politicians, I would say, Kyle Larry. He's, you know, definitely getting his calls both ways. Uh, and was solid, you know, and, you know, defensively, he was, you know, little, you know, a step slow sometimes, you know, a couple of bad fouls. Um, but, I mean, on the whole, for a guy who hasn't played yet, Quite good, (laughs) And I don't think anyone else in preseason had a performance as good as Kyle, really, uh, in the three games. So, I'm not worried. I think Kyle was always going to be quite solid. And he said all the right things, you know, after the game, quite patient. Definitely more patient with the team than I was (laughs) in this podcast, uh, which is why you should listen to Kyle and and not me. But, uh, yeah, you know, he he just talks about, look, you know, he was asked, what kind of team do you want this team to be? He obviously said a champion. But... He also said, you know, uh, yeah, I, w- I want to seem to be a defensive juggernaut. And the Raptors can be the defensive juggernaut, man. They can be. They really can be. Um, they were quite good last year. They were the second-best defense in the NBA, and the first defense was the Milwaukee Bucks, who are f- proven to be fraudulent every year. Um, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah, Congrats to honest for signing that deal. Uh, I'm not hurt. Um, and, yeah, you know, I-, I think the Raptors can be that. And I think, you know, More than the offensive stuff. I still expect the Raptors to be a top 10 defense, absolutely. And I would be disappointed if if there were even like 6 or 7 instead of in the top 5. But um, I can see a little bit of slippage there. I do think offensively, though, they do have some nice pieces. I think their bench will play better than they did tonight. Um, Again, a lot of it is just they play poor defense, so they couldn't get on transition. The bench is going to have to get on transition a lot. But I do like the options they have there. Don't know what's going on with Norm. Norm can play better. When he plays better, the, the whole team will be lifted a little bit because they actually do feature Norm quite a bit. But, uh yeah, I don't know, man. Not a great performance. I think there's a lot of things to work on. In terms of other things that are interesting, so the rotation first. uh The Raptors stuck to what is pretty much what you can expect on opening night next Wednesday on the 23rd against the Pelicans in the first quarter. That eight-man rotation. Five-minute mark. They took uh, Kyle out, they took OG out, and they took Baines out. They put in Boucher, they put in Matt, and they put in Norm. Those are, that's probably your eight-man rotation. That kind of suggests that Matt Thomas has won the eighth man, although it's not been good today, so maybe that still changes. I don't know. wouldn't say he's clear-cut over to the other guys at the moment. Um, that's That was, you know a sense of your eight-man rotation. Now, they also brought in Bembry uh, as well. And Bembry is going to... Seems like Nick really likes Bembry. And you could tell because he keeps playing with them, the starters. Um, And, you know, one thing I'm already going to predict with Bembry is that he's going to be this year's Pat McCaw. And we're going to have the same debates with Bembry and, um, you know, Malachi Flynn as we used to have last year with... um, Pat McCaw and uh, Terrence Davis in the sense that you have one guy who is giving you a lot more offensively and another guy who's giving you more dependability defensively. I think what you're getting from Ben Bree is dependability defensively. Didn't re- really back cut the defense you know, like he did against Charlotte. He had a great game against Charlotte. I gave him third star. He was good. Uh, today, not the same offensive impact. I would say negative offensive impact today. And that's something you can definitely expect to see at times. Ben Brees not really a great offensive player. He's functional, he can do some things, uh, just like McCaw can, but, you know, on the whole, he would not grade out to be a good offensive player, and um, meanwhile, because Benbury was featured so much, Malachi pretty much only played the fourth quarter, he played the whole fourth quarter, good for him, he deserves it, Uh, I would say he deserves more, but at the moment, Benbury seems to be ahead of Flynn, which, I don't know, man, I don't like it, I think Flynn is better. And I think Flynn is more what the Raptors need for the second unit. A, a, another strong decision maker. The bench right now lacks a little bit of good decision making. I think Flynn should really get up there, even though he's a rookie. And I'm not saying Benbury's a bad decision maker. It's more the other guys. Norman's making bad decisions. TD's making, honestly, lots of bad decisions. Matt Thomas today was making bad decisions. Usually he makes better ones. Uh, but I think they could really use a point guard like Flynn. But Flynn didn't play. He, he played only in garbage time, essentially, in the fourth quarter. And the Raptors were, like, you know, struggling at that point, too. So, you know, that's something that we're going to have the debate. The same, literally, I mean, Benbury's in the McCall role right now. And Flynn is, you know, kind of on that rookie trying to get in with some offensive skills. Uh, we'll see how that goes. My prediction is I think Flynn is solid enough defensively that the gap is not going to be as stark as it was in last year's version of this debate. Uh, but, you know, I could already see people complaining about Flynn not getting into the rotation. Um, because, you know, he's good and quite, uh, quite, uh, rightfully so he's been hyped, but, uh, you know, Nick is, Nick is, you know, he's not old school. He's very much a new school coach, but he, you know, wh- when it comes to time and minutes, he is still pretty strict. And yeah, Flynn's still gonna have to earn his way there a little bit more. Um, In terms of other rotational notes, I really liked what I saw from Utah Watanabe. I promise this is not just, like, an Asian thing. I I promise you, okay? I would say, generally speaking, Chinese people are not overly enthusiastic to speak nice things about Japanese people, if you just look up the history there. But, um, no, I I genuinely think Watanabe is quite good. Um, I think he's not necessarily, like, he's so good that the talent is overwhelming. We got to keep him. No, I mean, he's so good in terms of he's very functional. And this reminds me of this quote that Alex Caruso gave on this podcast I was listening to where he was talking about the G League. And he's like, a lot of guys in the G League are working on their skills. They want to come to the NBA thinking they're going to come in to that job application, trying to make the roster in the NBA, thinking that they're going to become a CEO when they really need a guy to come in and just like be a janitor and mop the floors. That's pretty much what you need from a 15th man. To be honest, most teams don't need a 15th man. But what you need from that 15th man is not out-of-this-world potential, what you need is functional, reliability. If you come into the game, what are you going to bring? Are you going to be ready? Are you going to make good decisions? Are you going to impact the flow of the game? Are you going to change the flow of the game? And Watanabe has done that. He's had three good games. All three games he's been solid. He comes into the game, he plays with a lot of energy, he's in the right places defensively, he rebounds, uh, and he shows enough offensively. He really does show enough offensively. Today, I thought in the fourth quarter, he came in, gave the Raptors a big boost. And you look at it, only six points, you know, three rebounds, two assists, a steal. What's so special about that? It's the way he played. It's the decisions that he makes. Um, It's the fact that he can hit the three, which is nice. Uh, You know, he hit one open three off a swing sequence and another one where he's he's a trailer up the floor running full speed and boom, stop on a dime, go up straight, hits the three. That's beautiful. If that three-point shot is close to 40%, then he's going to make it. That's actually what I asked him um, in the first Utah Watanabe media press uh, conference where uh, it was, I don't know, 15 minutes of Japanese questions and literally not one English reporter asked him anything. Uh, uh, so I, I decided to talk to Watanabe and ask him about his game. I asked him, like, yo, what, what's going to take for you to translate to the NBA level? And he told me flat out, I'm going to need to shoot 40% from three. His three looks good. His three looks good. I, you know, I would say on an open three, he could hit it. And today, even on a moving three, he hit it. Uh, but it's also the other stuff that he does. Because he made two really, really nice cross-court passes to Malachi Flynn. Attacking off the dribble, guys close out, make them right play, keep the momentum of the offense going. Watanabe has done that. He's done it in all three games. He's, not, he's taken nothing off the table and actually brought stuff to the table. Very important as a 15th man, you don't take anything off the table because you're the 15th man. And Watanabe's come in and done that. Yeah, and he gives you activity defensively. He can handle the ball a little bit. Liked one play today he made, grabbed the defensive rebound, was kind of the third guy into the play. Um, so, you know, good activity to get in, involved in the defensive end, collect the rebound, push the pace in transition, uh, and then find the pass, the right pass. I think he was, it was kind of a no-look pass to Paul Watson Jr. in the corner. And Watson hits three wide open. Watanabe's been good. And I'm not saying he's going to factor into the rotation or anything like that, but Raptors clearly need a backup power forward. Uh, they need depth at the forward spots. They don't have that much depth there with the way the roster is constructed. So many guards, not so many forwards. And honestly, out of all the guys, Watanabe has played the most in terms of all the guys who are in contention. That includes O'Shea Brissett. Um... You know, Henry Ellenson, you know, Jalen Harris, all these other guys, Elise Johnson. Uh, Watanabe has done the best. And honestly, if I had to trust one guy to play some minutes out of all those guys, I would take Watanabe at the moment. So he's done well. I hope he makes the team. Um, I've already given him a nickname. Uh, and, yeah, he's uh, he's been good. So in terms of your three stars from this game. Kyle Lowry obviously gets the first star. Twenty-five points in twenty-seven minutes, seven of fourteen shooting, six of ten from three, five of six from the free throw line, three assists, two steals. Uh, it, you know, you know. Come on, Kyle Lowry, man. We don't we, we know Kyle. He's ready. He's ready to go. Had a good game, uh, especially swearing the ball, bullying people, talking trash, uh, trying to play the refs. <laughs> you know everything that you expect from Kyle. He was great, so he's the number one star, very easy there. Second star. I will give that to... I will give that to Pascal. I wouldn't say he played poorly. Here's the thing. The standards for Pascal are quite high. And I think people are really looking to Pascal to redeem himself, quote-unquote, for last year's playoff bubble. It doesn't really matter if Pascal comes out with, like, you know, a string of 35-point performances. That's not going to erase what happened in the bubble, right? He's just going to have to show it at the playoff level. We're not going to be able to do that until the Raptors get to the playoffs in, like, six months or not not six months, like one of the Raptors. I don't even know what the NBA season nowadays. Like four months, five months? I don't know. But we're not going to be able to show it. I don't think he's going to prove it in the preseason. But, you know, the, the standards are quite high. And I did point out some things about his game in terms of not getting to the rim. Having said that, 14 points, nine rebounds, three assists, a steal. The, the threes, very confident in stepping into those threes. Very, very confident. He ate one on the stretch in the second quarter where it, it was just like, you give him even a sliver of space and he's pulling up. Um, Kd style, and, I'm, and again, I'm not saying he's Kd man, I mean, you know, but uh, it, it was promising, man. He, he shot quite well from three in the preseason. I think he's finished the preseason shooting like, um, I don't know. At one point, it was nine and fifteen. So uh, he looks he looks good from from the three point line. I, I really wanted to find his way to the rim, but uh, he's also doing some making the right reads uh, in terms of passing and. Defensive energy could be better, but we know he he, he will do that uh, when the season starts. We Obviously, Pascal's been a, an excellent defender for his whole career. And, um, yeah, solid performance. And then the third style, I'll give it to Watanabe. I thought he really came in and changed the flow of the game for that third unit. They were stuck in the mud. Six minutes without a basket, Watanabe hit a three. Watanabe set up some threes. So, you know, quite solid, man. I hope he gets uh, the, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the 15th man spot. And honestly, you know, if you need to cut somebody, there are people that you can cut. There are some dead salary spots on the roster. Um, you know, as much as I'll miss Stanley's suggestions, I don't know if I'll necessarily miss the whole experience. But, you know, that's uh, that's where the Raptors are at. So, through th- three pieces of games, the Raptors, um, A, have everyone healthy. It's the most important thing. Absolutely. Uh, they have some chemistry things to work out. I think functionally, offensively, you know, they can be a little bit better. I think defensively they can be a little bit better. Um, and yeah, they're two and one in preseason. I have high expectations. Apparently, uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, that's got a man. I honestly, you got to split this man, KZ Okpala and Max Stress together. Max Stress maybe a little bit more than KZ because I actually knew about KZ and I was really interested to see what he did. Uh, but the two of them together, man. I mean, I, I can't, I can't split this award. They both get it. All right, twenty-four points for Okpala. Uh, Twenty-four uh, points on nine of fifteen shooting, six of ten from three, five rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block. Guarded Pascal quite well. Not bad, not bad in thirty-four minutes. And stress twenty-two points on eight of eleven shooting, six of eight from three. Unconscious from three, man. This guy, and it was like it didn't even touch the net. Like it, it was like straight through the rim. Um, I, I, you know, I. I mean, I don't know where the Heat are finding these guys. Again, I literally have never heard of this guy before in my life. But it's probably another Duncan Robinson situation. I really hope it's not. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the Heat are up right up there with the Raptors in terms of finding guys. And, you know, this guy Max was was definitely looking like a find today. So, that's it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I apologize if this came out a little negative. Quite honestly, I think it's good to have a loss to show what you need to work on. And the Raptors still have things to work on. It's preseason, obviously. They have uh, the weekend, and then they have another two days before game day. So that's four game days. It's probably getting in at least three practices. Lots of things you can work on. I think offensively, the, the, the starters, now that they can actually play together with Kyle in the mix, they could uh, you know really work on some things in terms of where everyone should be, the familiarity with, with Baines. The fit hasn't necessarily been as seamless as I would expect. Uh, you know, I, Pascal has already talked about how they're going to have to play a little differently, you know, and that's okay. But I think they have the talent to figure that out. The bench is going to have to figure it out. I still think it's a pretty good team. Uh, today's result notwithstanding. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, covering it. So, um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. If you haven't already, go check out the podcast that I did this week with Michael Grange of Sportsnet, uh, who, you know, has been doing great reporting on this Messiah Ujiri contract situation. Uh, listen to that. A rate review subscribe to the podcast um you know and uh yeah i'll catch you next week there'll be a preview podcast for sure before uh, the wednesday home opener on the 23rd peace hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter